Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to All Together, the Family Science Insights Podcast, produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Dina Sargent. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. Now, family rituals are a special kind of tradition that can strengthen family bonds and create a sense of shared history and identity. These rituals can take form in many places, such as holiday celebrations, daily routines, and maybe passed down through generations or created anew by each family. They can involve anything from sharing a special meal to performing a special activity together, such as a game or outdoor adventure. So today to talk about some of his family rituals is our very own assistant editor, who also has a background as a childcare educator, Please welcome Aiden McFarland. How are you going today, Aiden? I'm doing great, Dana. Great to see you. No, it's so good to have you on. Actually, when you, every time we have an episode together, there is always the talk behind the camera of how his childhood experiences and also a lot of the background in childcare that he used to have as well and a lot of his past um, family shared experiences that he's went through. So it's amazing to actually have you on the show to talk about it. Thank you, Dana. I'm a megalomaniac, <laughs> as you know, so... I love talking about myself. It's fantastic <laughs> to be here. <laughs> That's good. It's very narcissistic of you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so now, as you know, we're going to play a little game to get us started. Mm-hmm. What game is that, Dana? That is a little icebreaker we like to call Get to Know Aiden McFarland. It's called Have You Met? Yes, I know, but I change it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. play. So the first thing that comes to your mind, just to go ahead and say it whenever I say these different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one is a favorite book of yours. A favorite book of mine. I have a handful. I don't read. I struggle at reading. No, <laughs> it's not that I don't read. I generally listen to audiobooks because reading is a slog for me. So... <laughs> Um, some audiobooks I like, uh, Dune, uh, by Frank Herbert. That's mm-hmm. a good one. They just made the movie with Timothy Chamelet. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce his name? Timothée. And they're making a second one soon. So I've got to read the second one, listen to the second one. I like The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph S. Campbell, R. Campbell. There's a letter there. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. That illustrates myths throughout history that have evolved throughout different cultures and um, highlights similarities between totally independent myths that Mm -hmm. have evolved over time. They're cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like comic books. I love the manga Berserk. Berserk is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's horribly gruesome and really tragic, but Mm -hmm. the main character... Uh, is just a pillar of nobility and strength. He's just just the best, just so just 
tough. Mm-hmm. And I, I love his philosophy when it comes to living through struggle. It's just like, well, if, if life's going to be tough, I'm going to be tougher. Mm-hmm. When the going gets tough, the tough gets good. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what that, that's, that's what the song is based on. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually pretty interesting. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Yeah. What about your favourite movie? Favourite movie? Yes. I love to tell people my favourite movie is Blade Runner because it sounds like a good pick. Okay. You know, I so do. it's a really favourite movie. What's my real favourite? <laughs> okay, look, again, we have a few picks here. So I love the movie Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It is, it's really fun. It's like a neo-noir um, yeah. in space, like a sci-fi yeah. thriller. It oozes sex appeal. Yeah. I've, yeah. And I think it's really fun. And the soundtrack is great. So Blade Runner 1 is really good. I like the movie Bronson with Tom Hardy. That's it, It's based off a true story. It's a biopic, mm-hmm. but it's like really arty and like over the top. Okay. So it just, it kind of outlines the experiences of uh, a man called Michael Peterson who has been labelled as Britain's most violent criminal. He was so deranged that he once was pardoned from jail. Mm -hmm. The Queen pardoned him Mm -hmm. because it was costing the government too much money Mm -hmm. and he only lasted out of prison for like 30 days and then was sent straight back in. He cost cost like the, the British government like $2 billion or something like that. That might be a ridiculously high number, but I'm pretty sure it's like two billion. Wow! Yeah, he, 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 just to be in there. Yeah, he incited a riot, multiple riots. So, one, he managed to break out onto the roof. Yeah, but he was also an artist. Like he made some really interesting, mm-hmm. bizarre artwork. And yeah, the the movie Bronson really outlines his life in a really fun and interesting way. So, Bronson's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a nerd, I really my comfort movie is the movie Constantine, which is like starring Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. It's like a, another comic book adaption, yeah. and it's just a fun supernatural romp mm-hmm. about one man exercising demons. So yeah, those are my three picks. That's a pretty pretty similar categories in terms of the likes of films, the way that the way that they the characters are sort of built. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in a sense, yeah. Some mm. of the, some of them are a bit more outrageous, but <laughs> yeah, they're all broody. Ecological. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Um, how about your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast yes. has got to be the LMSL range. Oh God. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love uh, the the Family Science podcast with you, Dina. It's just fantastic. Oh yay! Yeah. <laughs> Apart from all the stuff that we do here at LMSL, check out all our other podcasts. We have ten in total. Yes. Yeah. Go and check them out, yeah. please. Uh, I like the podcast, uh, Hermetics podcast. It's called the Hermetics podcast and mm-hmm. it's H-E-R-M-I-X podcast, which okay. is about fringe philosophy. And I think the host is named Thomas. Thomas outlines a bunch of different philosophies all around the world mm-hmm. on a variety of different topics mm-hmm. ranging from like esoteric and occult stuff to uh, political philosophies, mm-hmm. you know, 
I rarely absorb any of it, but mm-hmm. it's he does it really well. It's a really interesting podcast. So check out Hermetics. Yeah, no, that sounds very interesting in terms of like what it discusses. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, how about a famous role model of yours? Famous role model. Oh my goodness. Famous role model. Give me a second here, Dino. It's okay. Ah, uh, my famous role model. I think it's the actor Carl McLaughlin. He's in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. I couldn't label this as, this is not a movie, but Twin Peaks is like it, yeah, like favorite TV show. Like yeah. that, that show is great. Carl McLaughlin is the star in Twin Peaks mm-hmm. and he is just a bundle of joy. He radiates positivity and he's really good at acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lynch once described him as an innocent, an innocent, a really weird way of putting somebody, <laughs> but he's, he's just so sweet and he just, just, you know, in this day and age, so many celebrities are just kind of messed up and you can't, you know, they, they're always being exposed for doing something outrageous. Yep. Carl McLaughlin is just running a wine business. He's just a little bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't, wouldn't hurt a fly. That's what, yeah. So Carl McLaughlin is my famous role model. I can see you looking up to him. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> He's awesome. Now, how about a favorite course that you've completed? Look, I've only completed like, three courses in my life so Mm -hmm. I'm not the foremost expert on courses to Mm -hmm. go through but one that's had a really profound impact on my life especially recently recently Mm -hmm. was the certificate for screen and media at Swinburne University shout out Amel Trezhnik he is a you know cut let me repeat my answer okay oh of course um A course I – look, I, I haven't completed that many courses in my days, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not an expert on this topic. Mm-hmm. But one that's had a really profound impact on my life, especially recently, um, was the Certificate for in Screen and Media mm-hmm. at Swinburne University. Um, my coordinator, Amel Treshnik, shout out Amel, uh, he is absolutely wonderful. He, he – perfectly illustrates the type of person a documentarian and a filmmaker should be. Mm-hmm. Um, considerate, kind, uh, heartfelt, um, sensitive, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's wonderful. He's a uh, award-winning documentarian. He mm-hmm. just won some awards for his documentary Giving Back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's it, it was absolutely wonderful. It taught me a lot about how to structure stories, how to um, how to think about narrative and, yeah, how, how, to, how to try to put it all together into something good. Mm. So, oh, that sounds really interesting. He sounds like someone you also look up to. He's cool, yeah. man. He's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds – it sounds really interesting. I'm actually going to look him up. I yeah. really will look him up. <laughs> Thank you, Dina. Please do. So now we're going to start talking a bit more about the topic that you're here today. We're just mm-hmm. talking about some of your family rituals and traditions that sort of take place. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, what is your definition of family? My definition of family, I suppose that one's definition of family can vary greatly mm-hmm. uh, from person to person, as we know on the Family Science Podcast. Uh, 
Um, so it it's really important to make the distinction here about what you mean by family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your immediate family is one distinction you can make. That, that those people around you related biologically, adopted family, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, mm-hmm. spouse, children. Mm-hmm. We could all, you know, and we could go further than that. We could talk about your found family, those are your friends, those are your spiritual family, your godmother, godfather, mm-hmm. etc. Um yeah, it's uh it's not easy trying to clearly define what a family is. So I think family is what you make of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's pretty cliche to say, but uh, it, it really, I think family is a label that you assign to people that have significance to you, that are important to you. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's totally subjective. Mm-hmm. And that's up to the individual to decide who's mm-hmm. part of their family, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. And I think you've heard so many different definitions about when we're on the show. Um, you're there behind the scenes and you're there listening to a lot of the guests say very similar ideas to what you're saying as well, just sort of reinforcing that. Um, it can be anyone that you decide that you have a connection with. Yeah. That you can decide to have a family, a core family. Mm. Um, and I think you did mention behind when we were talking about it a little back earlier as well, the whole definition of family and friends is a family. Yeah, family. We joking about that earlier. Exactly. And I think that's a very true definition. Yeah, you got to think about who's, who's part of your family. I know yeah. family sounds like a silly word, but all words are silly if you say them yeah. enough, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so... It holds so much meaning as well. Exactly. The friends, family. That's all words are really, just yeah. labels that we, well, just sounds that we assign value and meanings to. Exactly. So, yeah. It, family. Yeah. Exactly, it. family. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're doing trademark on that now. Yeah. <laughs> Do not take it. Do not use the term Do family. Do not use it. <laughs> unless you're paying us 25 cents. Unless you per tag word. us in yeah. that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, talking about some of your family rituals. Um, what are some that you remember from your childhood that you used to do with your family constantly? Hmm. Um, well, I, a, a great variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come from a multicultural background. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum's Buddhist, my dad's an atheist. They sent me to two Catholic schools. So I feel like I can draw from a l- quite a few experiences here when it comes to this topic. On my father's side of the family, despite being compromised of atheists, mm-hmm. um, we celebrated Christmas and Easter like most modern families. You know, we um, get together every year and we do a KK and we, you know, take time out of our months to um, think about what the other person would like. We're assigned a, mm. a family member to pick for and, you know, we go behind each other's backs and sneak around. Yeah. For Americans, it's Secret Santa. Secret Santa, yes. yeah. 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 For those who don't know what that was. Yeah. That is Chris Kringle here, okay? So yeah. don't forget it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. and for Easter, we go camping each year. So mm-hmm. we sit around the campfire and we um, bake, what is it? So, yeah, uh, each year we celebrate Easter as well. And mm-hmm. we sit around the campfire and we, you know, roast marshmallows and sing campfire songs and Hmm. make fun of each other yeah so yeah make fun of each other it's really interesting just go around circles yeah. take turns oh that's that's a strongly held ritual that okay. we 
<laughs> that we practice. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. know, we just, we set a time, time <laughs> throughout the year to, uh, mm-hmm. to spend time with each other and, 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 um, see each other. So, yeah. Um, on my mother's side of the family, it's a little bit more structured in my opinion. My mum, as I said, is a Buddhist. So mm-hmm. when we were growing up, it was important for us to participate in um, religious rites. So I'd like to make it clear first that uh, the de- I, I, I don't want to make a value judgment on which one is more valuable and, you know, w- which one should be more important because it's it's not for me to say that's up to the individual personally I, d- I don't um put one as more meritorious than the other mm-hmm. um but for me um when growing up my parent my mum wanted me to participate in uh ritual ord- ordinations mm-hmm. so being a Theravada Buddhist I think I pronounced it right <clears throat> it's important for young men when they're growing up to ordain as monks or as uh, novice monks called nen. I think that, I think that's correct too. Mm-hmm. And um, to spend some time in a monastery uh, practicing meditation, chanting mantras and, you know, uh, uh, other Buddhist practices, mm-hmm. keeping like there's like 41 tenets of Buddhism that a monk needs to hold. Mm-hmm. I think for a novice monk they have to, have like 20. Okay. So yeah, uh, there were a few occasions in my life where I had to ordain as a monk, um, you know, at the request of my mother. And I feel like in, in a different way that, that was viable to me that I gained something different, although it wasn't really a family Mm -hmm. experience. It was, um, yeah, it, it, it taught me a lot about, um, well, it, it instilled a lot of values and character traits in me that I still hold as important today. Mm. Yeah. No, I, def- I definitely think, especially when it comes to that, you're doing it for your mom, that definitely holds some value mm-hmm. to it as well because you're doing it not really because it's you but because they she asked you to and mm. it's part of, and you really understand mm. both, both perspectives of what, family is. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was important to her. Yeah. So I, I suppose that's all rituals are at the end of the day. They're, they're practices and behaviours that we repeat throughout time and pass down mm-hmm. because we assign value to them and significance. Exactly. So, you know, um, to her it was important that we understood her background, her, her cultural and religious background. Mm-hmm. And I think because we were asked to do these things, it, it, it did help instill, uh, I suppose, virtue. Mm. I don't know any other way to describe it in us. So, yeah. No, yeah. I think especially that, like, when you're talking about what family rituals and traditions are, mm. it really is things that you handed down and that you're taught that it's important, whether mm. you understand it or not, mm. you're taught that it's important and you do it because it's important to family. And to your family, even extended family that sort of takes part in it, they all know that it's important. Mm-hmm. So they all hold some value to it and hold some priority to do it 
year after year or how often they do it because they know that it means something. Hmm. So I think like, especially, I mean, we talk about family a lot and we talk about compromise when it comes to family. Like you're always, you're always doing something for the other person, whether it's going to Christmas or that's going camping or whether it's practicing to be a monk, because that's what, what a tradition sort of goes upon. You're doing it because it means something to older generation. It means something mm. to the generation before you. <laughs> and yeah. that's pretty much all you're doing is upkeeping tradition and ritual that get handed down. Yeah. Values throughout time. Exactly. That's, that's what helped our ancestors get by and, and they think it's important enough for us to know. So yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. So how did these rituals help to strengthen the bond between you and other family members? I think it helps in a few ways. Uh, one is through understanding I think having shared experiences with your family and loved ones mm. is important because it helps you by practicing rituals or, or reenacting certain behaviors, mm -hmm. you're setting aside time to say, okay, this is, this is what we do as a family. This is part of our cultural identity. This mm. is what's important to us as a family. Yep. So having shared experiences with people around you that are like-minded, maybe um, that, that, you know, that, that share many of the same beliefs, share men, much of the same DNA as you do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel that's, that's valuable to have, mm -hmm. to, to, to be surrounded by others um, that you feel like can understand you uh, doing things that, you all want to be doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Are there any family rituals or traditions that hold a special significance or meaning to you personally? Mm. My father used to organize like weekly movie nights mm -hmm. and that was really important to me because my parents were quite busy when mm -hmm. I was growing up. So for, for him to set aside time where we all sat down at the TV together and watched a movie – that was really, really important to me. And I feel like that's shaped me in more ways than maybe he even realizes today. It's, it's instilled a love for movies mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, uh, for, for story and narrative. So he, he also used to tell us bedtime stories yeah. when he'd get home, but he would make them up and they were always ridiculous. It mm -hmm. was always like some, he would grab a bear and he'd be like, oh, this, this bear's name's Ronaldo. And Ronaldo okay. has to go down to the shops and pick up cookies, but he doesn't have his scooter today. So he's got to do something. What are we going to do? And he would just make up, you mm -hmm. know, totally um, random stories. And yeah, you know, I, I would love to sit there and pick them apart with him, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like th those were very valuable moments that we shared as well. Mm. So, yeah, the the story times, movie nights, um, shared dinners. Uh, my mum particularly when we would – she was always working too. She owned a restaurant. So mm -hmm. dinner time was generally off the table when mm. we would, uh, you know, have it. But when we had weekends free and we were all – spending time with one another, mm -hmm. she would always cook. She still cooks for us all the time. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's really valuable. I think 
Shared meals is a really easy way of spending time with your significant others and loved ones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was something very important to us, like it is probably to many families. Yeah. 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 No, that sounds a lot of fun, especially the storytelling. That sort of reminded me, um, like, I mean, your background in childcare, is that sort of helped shape that, do you think, in in sort of a way? Yes, absolutely. I think stories are really... This is off topic, but I think stories are really useful tools to use, especially with children, to communicate deep Mm -hmm. morals and um, difficult topics in digestible and fun ways. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this kid's snatching from me. What are we going to do? Well, I know a kid named Ronaldo. (laughs) Back to Ronaldo. (laughs) And he would snatch, but he would lose all his friends each time he would snatch and all the mm-hmm. kids wouldn't want to play with him. So Ronaldo would, decided that one day he was going to start sharing and, yeah. and and then all his friends started to return. And, yeah, so in childcare, that's a really invaluable tool to have, especially storytelling for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds – it sounds very – I definitely saw the connection the minute you said it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can imagine you – being a storyteller and sort of getting that from your dad in terms of the way that you tell stories. I mean, the way that you tell stories when behind the scenes, uh, when we're off camera and stuff is mm. still very like vivid. You can imagine every single thing that happened. So thank you, Dina. I, know. I rehearse for hours yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> you practice every morning. Yeah, every morning <laughs> before I come in. Yeah. So speaking of that, are there any family rituals that you started doing as a habit that was influenced by your family? Not by my immediate family per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still meditate. Mm-hmm. I still, um, yeah, I still set a time aside to 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 practice meditation. I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist per se, but mm-hmm. I am. I do. It, there's a whole litany of li- literature and studies out there that show the positive effects of, yeah, um, meditation. So check out the personal science and personal resilience podcasts for more information on that. Um, so yeah, I still, (laughs) I still meditate. Um, some practices I've started, uh, now is generally for birthdays Mm -hmm. for like my birthday or my, my partner's birthday will cook waffles in the morning. She she started doing that one year Mm -hmm. because we watched like Shrek the the (laughs) night before my birthday, I think. And, uh, yeah, that's just something we do now. So we, we, we'll have waffles. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's a nice ritual to do. That's 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 nice. It's just keeping up like I suppose it's it's you know it's the, they say it's the thought that counts, right? So like yeah. keeping up that that uh, thought process over the years and 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 um, remembering it significant events Mm -hmm. and then ritualizing them that's I think that's important so yeah like yeah I think if you were trying to inject more um stability or uh if you wanted your relationships with the loved ones around you to be more intimate Mm -hmm. Think about those experiences that you've shared together throughout mm-hmm. your lives and then try ritualizing them. Try make them significant to you and 
practice them. So like kind of make it an anniversary of this and this, this every single year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's why people have rituals in the first place. We already mentioned this. It's, it's, yeah. it's because they, they assigned value to something that they've done over the years. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I think with birthdays for me, it was a big one because, um, growing up, no matter what day it is, day of the week, our birthdays is birthdays are, um, we'd always celebrate at midnight, right when it turned your birthday day. Yeah. We were staying up. We had the cake ready. We'd cut the cake. We'd have a huge party. Um, there's one every, I think there was one moment where all of us, we surprised my mom did a surprise birthday at midnight. Aww. All her friends came over, all her family came over directly at midnight. She was not expecting it. She was about ready to go to bed. <laughs> She was in her big PJs, not dressed up at all. All of us were dressed up, but she wasn't. Oh, that's and sweet. that was that was a tradition that we did. And now for every year, each of us celebrate our birthdays at midnight. And that's that's something that we don't forget. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just reminded me that that's something my partner and I do. We celebrate at midnight for a little bit. We yeah. want we want to save birthday for the day, but um we'll we'll have a birthday eve. Yeah. <laughs> we always get takeaway and then we'll celebrate birthday week. Whereas the week leading up to your birthday. I love that. You've got to, you know, you have, you know, you, you start celebrating by doing little things. And yep. that's just one way that we try inject um, a, a bit more significance into our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, th- I think if the viewers at home wanted to keep up with those practices and and to have similar experiences, mm-hmm. take time out in your day and think about what uh, special, what is special to me and my loved ones yeah. and how can I make that a common occurrence, yeah. relatively common. You don't want to overdo it. No, exactly. Don't want to overdo it. Too many birthdays is not fun. No. no. But a birthday week. There are people I know that celebrate birthday month, the whole month. The whole month. <laughs> Until the day of their birthday, then it's back to normal. Yeah. But my friend, her birthday is like the 28th mm. and she celebrates all leading up to the 28th. Oh, And I'm just like, goodness. I can't do that. I don't have enough money to do yeah. that. <laughs> I can't afford to keep yeah. celebrating everything. Mm. Um, so in your opinion, mm. can a ritual remain the same even as the family changes or do rituals necessarily evolve with the family? I think rituals like tradition have to change over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, culture is something that needs to stay fluid mm-hmm. and that needs to adapt with the times and with the values of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, there are probably some constants that could exist throughout time that that you know that don't necessarily have to change too much, mm-hmm. like Christmas. For example, people mm-hmm. love Christmas. They love the idea that there's a season of gift giving where a magical man comes out of the sky and he drops down the chimney, um, th- which reminds me, parents at home, if you're listening now, please block your children's ears. I have a very special announcement from the big man Santa himself and he has told me that, look, I don't make the rules here, guys. That if you are listening now, kids, and you do hear this announcement, 
It's immediate naughty list. Immediate. So I'm going to give you three seconds. Three, two, one. Okay, so, you know, each year we tell, you know, each year we tell our families and children that a magical man comes out of the sky and delivers them presents Mm -hmm. and that this person is watching them the entire year and taking track of whether or not they're doing good deeds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some might say it's wrong for you to lie to your children about um, anything. But nonetheless, we still keep this tradition up year by year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's I think that's because we find it. Let me say. Let me rephrase that. I think that's because we find it valuable to let our children believe that there's somebody that's watching out over them and that's thinking of them and that's planning things around them, you know, and that we ought to be the same in order to to be good, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we, we've got to follow along and and try be the same, yep. yeah? So although eventually we find out Santa's not real or Easter Bunny or Tooth Fairy or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they're not real, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like the magic is lost mm-hmm. because we then realise that over the years our parents were the ones that were thinking about us. When my dad told us, that Santa wasn't real. He called my brother and I into the bedroom. He was like, Aiden, Andrew, I have something very important to tell you. And I was like, yes, daddy. <laughs> and he said, Aiden, I'm Santa Claus. And I was like, Santa's not real, is he? And he's like, yes, yes, Santa's not real. So uh, and then I asked, oh, well, does that mean we still get presents? Yeah. <laughs> as a kid would. Like, yes, <laughs> probably not as many, but yes, you do. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's fine then. But, yeah. you know, although the the magic, although the, the, the myth was broken, the, mm-hmm. the magic wasn't necessarily lost. Yeah. You know, it's, I realised then that over the years it was my parents that were, that were thinking about me yeah. and that they they were doing this for me. And that, that inspired a different sense of wonder. You know, mm-hmm. oh, well. This is what it's all about. We, mm-hmm. we tell these myths to each other in order to inject magic into our lives. So, yeah, yeah I think that's um, – it's, it's important to, to have these stories and pass them down because, yeah. So family – parents, you can, you, can, you can bring them back now, bring them back, bring them back into the show. And also, star quality performance just then. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, look, honestly, Santa would have wanted it this way. Yeah, exactly. And I think it means that the present is going to be better this year. Yeah, getting good. good They're deeds. getting really good, but yeah. Okay, also, are mm-hmm. you hired for birthdays and things like that? Birthdays? <laughs> uh, depends. Do I get a present as well? <laughs> you can get money. <laughs> yeah, money. All right, that's the best present of all. Okay, so we're going to move on to the practice and habit part. Okay. Which is the one that you were most excited for. Oh, you know I am. (laughs) So what is a practice that you do to involve yourself in some of the family rituals that sort of bring together your family members? Mm. Well, 
you got to show up. You just got to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Really, you just got to think about it. Like, mm, try participate. Ask questions about what's going on. How you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, like we celebrate Easter each year, and it's it, it, you know we we all have to chip in to try and figure out where we're hosting the campsite. We camp each year. Mm-hmm. Where we have the campsite where we set up our tents, who's doing the dishes what nights, who's cooking what nights. We put all these practices in place in order to make sure that the whole thing goes smoothly Mm -hmm. and that everybody's enjoying themselves. So one way I try or I'm trying to at least now, emphasis on trying, Mm -hmm. um, to, to stay engaged and to be of help is by asking what needs to be done, uh, chipping in with the chores, Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that the the tasks aren't all lumped on one person. So I'll, I'll generally go around and I'll rake out the campsite mm-hmm. uh, and the paths so my grandma, my sweet grandma, doesn't have to stumble or fall over a yeah. twig and branch. Yep. Uh, ruin so, that tradition. Exactly. <laughs> ruin it. Would absolutely ruin it. She's already got one hip replacement. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't need another one. Don't need another one. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like stay engaged, mm-hmm. think about what needs to be done, mm-hmm. step in, uh, what is, what is step up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> step up, uh, and yeah, and, and, and stay involved. That's, mm-hmm. I suppose what I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while there are good things with sort of being involved and sort of trying to keep yourself involved in the family rituals. What are some challenges that you have faced when going through the practice of trying to be involved with the practices, with the habits? Mm. So it's some challenges you might face are, again, you you, you have to be mindful of the times Mm -hmm. and the values of those around you. It it might not be most, the most optimal to have, a sacrificial lamb slaughtered each year, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's cool if you do, mm-hmm. right? But some people might be a bit queasy with the lamb's blood on the doorframe. So think about those things. Think about your traditions. Think about the people around you and whether or not they're in line with their values. Mm-hmm. And just be considerate of that fact that as times change, again, so do values, so do traditions. We need to adapt with it. Mm-hmm. you need to make sure that they're in line with what you believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's one challenge I would Yeah. No, I think especially up. when it comes to, like you're talking about Passover and things like that, um, there are vegans, could be vegans in the family who just mm-hmm. don't completely agree with that. And they could be like, that could cause a whole lot of like other people's traditions sort of clash with the tradition mm-hmm. that's been passed down by family by family. Yeah, again, we're, we're not here to make value judgments no, no. on on whether or not certain traditions are um, out of touch or anything now. No. But you, you just need to reflect amongst yourselves and your own family and ask, yeah. well, what's important to us, okay? Mm-hmm. And if that's important, cool. Yeah. If, you want, if, if, if you should keep, if you feel like you need to keep that up, do it. But just ask, think about it. Yeah. Hmm. I think family is definitely important in that aspect as well like some people for example might not have time to sort of constantly be there for 
three days for certain rituals for certain traditions to sort of take place or have the whole weekend to celebrate Christmas or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They, that sort of changes over time. Like you could turn up for one day and that's the only day that you are available because other people do have everyday life to sort of maintain as well. For sure. Yeah. Mm. You're totally right. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're in, into the open mic section of the show. And as you know, that gives you a chance to talk about anything that you are wanting to share with the audience. Mm. Um, there's too many topics that you suppose will be flying mm. through your head mm. at the moment. But what's one thing that you would love to share with the family? Science podcast. All right. I share with the family science podcast. Um, support your childcare workers. Support the, the people that are looking after your kids when you can't. They are in desperate need of your help. And they work long hours and they work very hard and they're deadlifting babies all day long. Um, their backs are sore. And, you know, I think we should take some time out to think about them and support them in whatever ways we can. So I, I, I saw a petition recently advocating for higher uh, wages for mm -hmm. childcare workers, maybe I think it was raising the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Sign it. You go out and find it. Um, sign that petition and hug a childcare worker today. Maybe not today, but when you get the chance and maybe if they're comfortable with it. Yeah, show appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. In any way, whether it's physical or not physical, exactly. appreciation. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good way of ending it. Because I think we've spoken about this so many times off camera as well with all the different ways that childcare workers are sort of being treated as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really important to sort of show how much you appreciate, especially when you're saying they don't, um, they look after kids when the parents can't or parents, I mean, parents are also working, so that's amazing. But there's also that availability of childcare workers to sort of be there for kids and give that support when a parent is unable to at that moment. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. And I think, yeah, we just should take some time out to think about them. Yeah, exactly. They go through a lot as well. Yeah. They're understaffed. Biting children. I have been bitten too many times to count, but I've got the scars to tell. Yeah. You got, you got battle wounds. <coughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They bit me in the throat. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much, Aiden, for joining me on the show. Thank you very much, Dina, for having me. And have fun editing this as well. Oh, you know I will. I love looking at myself. <laughs> exactly. The narcissist in you is yeah, going to crave this. <laughs> Ding. All right, I'll see you guys in the next episode, and I hope you enjoyed this one. You've been listening to All Together, the Family Science Insights podcast, produced by Family Science Labs, a division of LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. More episodes are available from 10 Life Management Perspectives and can be found by searching LMSL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website at fa.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Dina Sargent, and thanks for tuning in.